Welcome. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Hello and happy Sunday to everyone. Welcome to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by the Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach. Do you ever find yourself in a situation where you want to make a difference in the world somehow, some way, but you're not really sure where to start? I was actually asked in an interview a while ago, what type of person listens to this show? Well, I think it's people who ultimately want to contribute to positive change, someone who wants to be a part of something bigger than themselves. And I also think that that's a whole lot of people that we're reaching out there. So I always end the show with be a blessing and give a blessing. I don't think you can give something that you don't have. You need to first find a way to be a blessing before you can actually give it. So this show allows us to expose areas where people can engage and use their passion in a way that allows them to be a blessing. And then they can figure out how they want to give a blessing in any number of different ways. And with over 54,000 different nonprofits in Wisconsin, I think you're you're bound to find one or two or, or more that align with your interests and passion. Um, actually, as of July 2019, there are 54,000 nonprofits in Wisconsin. And wouldn't it be really nice to have one place to go to find out all the volunteer opportunities in your area? Well, there are places like that, and today we're going to hear from an organization that can help you learn what's available in Washington County. So my first guests today are Sue Millen, Executive Director of the Volunteer Center in Washington County, and Melanie Gonring, who is the Director of Programming. Welcome to the show today, Sue and Melanie. Thank Thanks you so much. <laughs> you mentioned, uh, both of you gals, actually, in a previous conversation that we had, that the Volunteer Center likes to focus on impacting and empowering people for social good. So how has the Volunteer Center impacted you gals from a personal perspective? Sure. Um, the Volunteer Center has been, in my life, just one of the most impactful things, that, and I never imagined it would be. So I um, just celebrated my 10-year anniversary on June 29th. Well, congratulations. Thank you. That's wonderful, 10 years. I, yeah, wow. so I always say I've been here 10 years officially and about 25 otherwise. Okay. So I actually connected with the Volunteer Center in middle school. Um, I was in sixth grade, and someone from the center came to my school to talk to us about volunteering. Um, at that time, well, still, <laughs> um, my school's right down the road from the volunteer center. So I thought, what a fun thing to do after school and go hang out and help with projects and connect with other agencies that need my help. Um, you can't see me because this is radio, but I'm not the most athletic person. Um, so for me, you know, I didn't play a lot of sports. And volunteering was really a way to connect with the community. So all throughout middle school, high school, I was really involved with the Volunteer Center. And everybody um, has their gifts. Yeah. You know, everybody has something. You just need to find what that is and exactly. find your passion. So It was yeah. something I really enjoyed doing. Yeah. Um, getting to work, and we'll talk a little bit more about this to come, but with all the different nonprofits that needed help. So one weekend I'd be at a nature center helping with a fundraiser or the haunted hike. And the next, you know, a couple of days later, I'd be at the family center providing childcare. And it really gave me an opportunity to try on a lot of things yeah. and meet a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so it was just kind of inherent to who I was growing up. And that never left. <laughs> so I left for a little while. I went to the University of Minnesota um, for school and worked there for a few years afterward. 
But I always volunteered, even through college. I connected with um, the Minnesota AIDS Project and different things locally because, to me, that's just what you did Mm -hmm, (laughs) when you lived mm -hmm. in a community. You participated. And you lived it for a number of years since you were uh, younger. So I was addicted. There you go. (laughs) So I couldn't stop somewhere new. Um, So I lived in Minnesota for a few, about seven years, and I moved back to this area. And I was working in marketing at the time for a local corporate law firm in Milwaukee. And it just, I don't know, I'm a millennial. Maybe I wanted to connect more to have some passion behind what I was doing. Yeah. That's, that's a well-known fact. Yeah. I know. Millennials really want to work with an organization (laughs) that walks their their talk. Yeah. (laughs) You millennials. I'm a really old millennial, but (laughs) I do fit that. Um, So, you know, we would be, I was in marketing, so we were spending a lot of money on little events, three hour events. And it was just something about it wasn't feeding me mm-hmm, <laughs> the way mm-hmm. I, I wanted. Um, so I left that position and took a chance. I decided at that point I was going to move home with mom and dad for six months and figure out my next step. Okay. And during that time, the volunteer center of Washington County, um, had an AmeriCorps position open. Um, for those un- unfamiliar with that, um, AmeriCorps is a, um, national service program, similar to the Peace Corps, except you don't go abroad. Okay. Um, and it would, had been such an important part of my life. I wanted to connect with that again. So I took that AmeriCorps position because I knew I wanted a, a career in nonprofits. And yeah, and here, here you I are am today. 10 years later. Yeah, wonderful. <laughs> wow. That's a nice story. Sue, what about you? What, what attracted you to uh, the organization? Why did you get involved? So my story is, is a quite a bit different, actually. I've worked in the non- I'm a teacher by trade. So okay. I've worked in the nonprofit world for 35, 36 years, actually. And um, one day, I, don't, I was running my own consulting business. So I was helping businesses, schools, uh, cities, communities um, develop programs and sometimes implement them. It was very rewarding, and I could set my own schedule and kind of do what I wanted when I wanted. Um, So that was great. That's always nice. It is. (laughs) It is. But one day, and I'm not sure why, I was flipping through Jobs That Serve. It was called Jobs That Serve, just a job site. I think I was looking for something for someone else, someone like Melanie in the past days. And there was a position for the executive director at the volunteer center. And I looked at it, and I'm like, huh, that's kind of interesting. And then I looked at the due date, and it was due in five minutes. Oh, dear. So I, without much thought, I just tossed my resume out there, which hadn't been updated for many, many years, tossed it out there. And long story short, I was offered the position. But then I started thinking, like, is a volunteer center even necessary today? I mean, do we even need this? And I said to the board, because I didn't see a lot publicly happening. Okay. So I, I told them, I'll give you three months. I'll give you three months, and then we'll decide what to do. And I fully expected that we would be kind of unfolding this old-school kind of nonprofit. Um, During those three months, I went around to all of the nonprofits that we work with. So, you know, Big Brothers Big Sisters is one of them. Uh, There's many, 50-some agencies, and spent two, three, four, sometimes five hours with each of them. And I grew up in this community, went away, came back, but I thought I knew everything that was going on because I've worked in nonprofits before. And visiting these people um, and, and listening to their stories, I learned that the Volunteer Center was very important. Um, we needed to be doing more. 
And so I went back to the board and I said, okay, you guys, you are correct. We need to figure out a way to really ramp up what we're doing and help these agencies who are doing such amazing things in Mm -hmm. our county. I mean, really provide them the support that they needed. So once we began doing that, I was hooked. I liked the fact that I could spend time working with all the nonprofits in the county rather than picking one or two to devote my time to. It's really, really fun to make all of these connections. Oh, I bet it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm learning that as well, too. After all the nonprofits Mm -hmm. that I've interviewed, it's just wonderful to see everybody's doing wonderful work Absolutely. but if you can collaborate in some way that just makes it that much better well give us give us a little history lesson on the organization yeah <clears throat> so the volunteer center was formed in 1983 there was a group of community leaders who came together you know had friends and colleagues who wanted to help but didn't know how so together that committee formed what is now the volunteer center as a way to connect those people in the community who wanted to do more with the agencies that needed their help because a lot of people still come to us and say, I want to help, I just don't know how. Right. So that was really that what kick-started that. That very first year, we connected 68 volunteers. They were all in-person interviews. Nice. Um, This past year, we connected (laughs) 9,672. Wow. Wow. You know, technology, you know, (laughs) over the years has made that a little bit easier. Sure, Um, sure. It hasn't always been those one-on-one interviews. We still do that, but um, just really have kind of built from that little Mm -hmm. idea. And it's 9,672 people yeah. that are using their passion and their talents, right? Absolutely. To get engaged somehow. That's wonderful. Well, how do you guys remain relevant and thriving in what I imagine is a changing volunteer landscape? That's a really interesting question. You know, the trends in volunteerism have, have drastically changed um, across the nation. And we at the Volunteer Center, well, our partner agencies, of which I was firmly believing in these days, you know, um, were telling us that in order to survive in this climate, they needed more volunteers. So we saw volunteer centers around the nation folding for lack mm-hmm. of funding or lack of relevance or whatever it was. And mm-hmm. we, we made this conscious decision that, you know, we were going to look at the trends and we were going to try to reinvent ourselves to support those agencies. So, um, you know, people just aren't, vol- my mom volunteered in the school library every Thursday for, I don't know, 15 years. That's not the way people are giving back anymore. They're mm-hmm. aligning with um, a cause and not an organization. And right. you take a look at the ALS ice bucket challenge. You throw some water over your head, you pat mm-hmm. yourself on the back, and you go away. We pay for wine and painting parties. We pay for food tours. We want things to be a little bit easier and, and fun. And so we've sort of reimagined how volunteerism might look. So we've started a couple key programs that we'll talk about later, but one is the Do Good Bus, and another one is a nonprofit coffee shop called The Hub. And yeah, we're going to get uh, deeper into those in the second segment. And, you know, we talk about how important collaborative efforts are in the nonprofit sector. And part of what makes the Volunteer Center unique is the way it works so closely with more than 50 other nonprofits in Washington County, which that's that's wonderful. But how important is collaboration in the work that you do? And, and how has that helped you be successful? It's really the crux of what we do. Without those partner organizations, we couldn't survive. So um, without volunteer opportunities to match people with, we couldn't do what we do. Mm-hmm. And it goes beyond those it, partners. It really as well. does. It's all about community connections. You know, as you mentioned earlier, Jill, we're about empowering people for social good. Mm-hmm. And we do that by working with the nonprofit partners, but also businesses, service groups, 
individuals, faith-based organizations. Mel runs a stellar camp superhero for youth in the summer. So it takes nice. it takes mm-hmm. the village to make this work. Yes, yes. Well, what's wonderful about collaborative efforts is the impact that it has, not only on the other organizations that you work with, but also with the volunteers who participate, right? So stay tuned to learn about some volunteer opportunities available in Washington County, specifically, that you can plug into and make a difference. We'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm talking with Sue Millen and Melanie Gonring from the Volunteer Center in Washington County. You know, one of the things we hear over and over again after people listen to the show is, I had no idea such an organization existed. So we really want to be sure that people are well aware of this great resource that you guys have available. Washington County residents can connect with the Volunteer Center to understand a whole host of volunteer opportunities available in the county. So tell us what some of those are. Yeah, well... um one of our newest programs, as you mentioned earlier, is called the Do Good Bus. And the Do Good Bus has um, really taken off in the last couple of years. We started a couple years back to provide some of those one-time experiences that we're seeing that people are looking for more and more. Um, so we literally bought an old school bus. <laughs> uh-huh. And they have a really cool wrap that was donated. So I always call it, kind of call it the, the Partridge Family Bus for volunteering. Oh, okay. And do you play like that. Wheels on the yeah. Bus as your wheels on the bus go around. Sometimes, around. yeah, <laughs> when we have the kids. Um, but what that's meant to do is people sign up for that through our website. Um, hop on the bus is actually kind of a mystery. You don't know where you're going. We give you a few details, what to wear, what to bring. Oh, and it's a surprise. And we do that for a number of reasons, but mostly to get everyone on a level playing field. Okay. So people there are kind of that air of mystery brings a little excitement. You don't have someone who's like, I did this before. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. Or we always get people at the end of the day who said, I'm so glad I didn't know where we were going because I would have never signed up yeah. for that. It's kind of like the mystery tour. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. when you travel, you don't know where yeah. you're going. But that's, yeah. I like so the title of it. It's Do a, good bus. a quick three to four hours to get out and try something new. And hopefully a handful of people from that ride have connected and learned about an agency they didn't know about and got a lot done for the community. And is there um, uh, a certain number that you need to do it or you can't exceed a certain number or, I mean, anybody that wants to go goes? It depends on the project. Typically between 20 and 25 people come out on each ride. Okay. And then you have something, well, that sounds great actually. Yeah, it's so fun. I love that idea. (laughs) Um, Now you have something called the hub. We do. What is that about? We do. Well, you know, the Do Good Bus was meant to... um, the Do Good Bus was meant to get people who were interested and hopefully turn them into committed volunteers down the road, okay. toe in the water, so to speak. But when we hear from our partner agencies that they are going to need more and more volunteers, how do you get to the people who are not yet interested? So this hub coffee shop idea, you know, you're not going to walk in the doors of a volunteer center and just hang out, mm-hmm. but you might if they have stellar coffee right? and they're really <laughs> good. Snacks. Exactly. You have snacks? We <laughs> do. We do. Our volunteer bakers actually bake at one Ooh. of the local restaurants for us. It's what very nice cool. What a idea. Yeah. So the hub, the, the idea of the hub was born as a way, as a place for people to hang out and help out. Lots of really great stuff stuff has happened. We've been open for just one year and a half. It is run primarily by volunteer, professionally trained volunteer baristas. So we've got about 85. Yeah, it's amazing. It's really amazing. And um, uh, the tips each week go to a different nonprofit. It's a way to connect with people on a very um, 
easy level. We've had people get on the bus. One lady sat on the sat at a table the first week where we were open, and she she was like, "Tell me about the hub." And then the next week she was at the same table, and she was like, "Tell me about the do good bus." And the third week she was there, and she said, "I got to tell you, I signed up for the bus, and I'm so excited." So we've seen since the hub has been open, we've seen a very large increase in the number of people engaging in volunteering in Washington County. And when I say a lot, what does that mean exactly? Um, the first year we were open, we saw a 20% increase. That's a couple thousand. Nice. And this year mm-hmm. already, we're seeing a 40% increase from last year. That's wonderful. So and I think word of mouth is so critical. You know, I think when we were meeting, the first time we met, I was telling you of a friend of mine in, in a Bible study, Chris Johnson, that uh, knew about the, the Do Good Bus. And she and I were talking about the radio show. And she said, you've got to... to you know, learn about this do good bus and she started telling me about it. I thought, wow, that is really, really yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. And at that time we were not branching out into Washington County. And I will say that you guys are the first uh <laughs> guests that we have Thanks, on the show from Washington County. Thank so you, yeah, we're kinda <laughs> reaching out here now and obviously with our podcast we're having a greater reach and so mm-hmm. uh it's nice to be able to share what's been going on up in Washington County there. You know, both those initiatives are highly visible programs, you know, like you talked about, but how have they impacted volunteerism in Washington County and have they actually changed the day-to-day work of the volunteer center? They have, like Sue mentioned, um, our numbers have increased so much in a a short period of time. Um, So we are just doing our best to keep up with demand. It's constantly, you know, we're still a small nonprofit. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. keeping up with that um, increased demand is a a good challenge. Um, But it's just knowing that people have a place where they can connect at any level, whether they come to us and they throw 50 cents in our tip jar or they say, I want to volunteer at that school library every day for 15 years. There's a level a level for everyone to connect with the community in some way. Okay. So now if there's a nonprofit out there that wants to uh, get greater exposure, mm-hmm. do they then just reach out to you and they say do. we're in need? They do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how does that work? They just give you a call and say we, we want to be part of your yeah. list? Yeah, or, we have you know, a membership process that they go through so all members come in that way um but yeah uh, this year already we had nine new nonprofit partners Mm -hmm. so the hub has really increased our visibility not just with customers and and people looking to volunteer but with those agencies Mm -hmm. in our community as well nice nice well what advice would you have for somebody wanting to get involved with uh volunteer work but they're not sure how to start you know we talked about in the uh, in the first segment that it's great to be able to go to one place and to know, you know, maybe somebody doesn't really know uh, what they want to do, but they just know they want to get involved somehow, like you talked about, actually, yeah. when you were younger. Uh, you know, what would you say on how they should get started? I just say try it on. It's, you know, it's not a <laughs> Try con- it on to see if try it fits. Try it on, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think people are afraid of saying yes to things because they don't want to feel tied to it, but oh, with sure. volunteering... Give it a try, and if it's not for you, that's okay. Mm-hmm. We can. There's 50 plus organizations mm-hmm. we can match you with. Mm-hmm. So we really like to take time to get to know someone, see what their interests are, hopefully lead them in the right direction. We do have an extensive um, web platform where you know 24/7 you can look at what the opportunities. Many of the opportunities are posted there. I think normally we have between 200 and 250 opportunities. So you can start. Oh, wow. You can start mm-hmm. at okay. home if that's what's comfortable to you. You can jump on the Do Good Bus and try that out, or 
just come on, come on in for a cup of coffee and have a conversation with one of our volunteer baristas or one of our staff and, and just see where that might lead. But mm-hmm. Can you tell us where the hub is? Yeah, we are located in downtown. Or is it a secret? No. no. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Secrets out. Um, downtown West Bend at 303 Water Street, right near the Museum of Wisconsin Art. Okay, so either stop out and visit the hub or get online and and sign up for some things. Mm -hmm. So if someone wanted to just, I don't know, they have an hour a week or something that Mm -hmm. they they can Mm -hmm. find time for, um, they just go to the website, look at what the opportunities are, or... You Stop know, on yeah. over and we'll we'll have a yeah. conversation. Have a and cup I of coffee like, and like some in snacks. It, you can kind of online shop on the website. Okay. I call it online shopping. And filter by how much time you have. Sure. Or if you're only available on Tuesdays. Or if you just love pets yeah. or the environment. And that will I'm all over that one. I'll narrow that down one, yeah. the search for you and kind of give you point you in the right direction okay well wow there's so much so so many things that we could be talking about we don't have enough time to talk about it all but i would say visit the website um what is the website by the way it is volunteernow.net volunteernow.net and then do you have a facebook page we do yeah, the Volunteer Center of Washington County okay. and, and, and the Hub. And the Hub, Social yeah. Good Brews. Okay. And then are there phone numbers you want to throw out there or just have people reach out? Sure. Either? Our phone number is 262-338-8256. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you both, Sue and Melanie from the Volunteer Center, for all you do to promote volunteering in your community. Thank you. Thank you, thank you Jill. Stay tuned to hear from another Washington County organization whose volunteer efforts have a lasting impact not only on one child, but also on a whole family. We'll be right back. You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo. We talked in the first segment about how you can get plugged into a number of really great volunteer opportunities in Washington County and how you can take a passion of yours and use it to have a major impact on someone, somehow, some way, right? If you have a passion for kids and families, you'll want to listen closely as we learn about a great organization doing great things and having a major impact on individuals as well as families. My next guests are Jamie Harvey Wilms from Big Brothers Big Sisters of Washington County. And we are excited to have Katrina Cravey here, who is a former TV reporter turned media consultant who is actively involved in the organization. Thank you both for being here today. Thank you so much for having us, Jill. And thank you, Ellen Becker, for inviting us to uh, come and talk about what we do. We're excited to share. This what's, is great. Well, what's going on? We're very excited to talk to you. Yes. Well, we talk a lot about purpose and passion on the show. You know, we talk about the why. Why do people do what they do? Why do people get involved in something bigger than themselves? So tell us, why do you believe in the intention behind Big Brothers Big Sisters? And why do you believe it's important? Yeah. So um, I came to Big Brothers Big Sisters um, slightly incidentally. My degrees are actually in art. Um, And as an artist, I consider myself a storyteller. And then I became involved serving the youth of Washington County with another nonprofit where I really fell in love with these kids and um, identified with some of the things that they were going through. So through that other nonprofit, I landed with Big Brothers Big Sisters and fell in love with not just the mission of serving youth and families, but what mentorship can really do for a community. Our mentors are making sure that our kids are getting to school. Our mentors are partnering with our parents in huge ways just to advocate 
for our youth and clear the path for every kid. So the intention behind placing a mentor who is a volunteer, which is what Big Brothers Big Sisters does, in a child's life and matching them together with bigs and littles is what we call them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we're really carving out a space for these youth and making sure that they feel safe and confident and can develop that dignity and empathy that's required to be a successful adult. Mm. Talk about passion, right? I mean, oh, you were involved wow. at a younger age. You saw, you identified with some things that were going on there, and you wanted to be involved, right? Yeah, I had a, specifically. I was I was running an after school program, and I had a young man who was waiting for a big brother, and I knew he was waiting, and and I I realized through just his, discovering his journey to waiting for a big brother that I had about seven more kids at my agency that were waiting for bigs. And so I came home one night, I was talking to my husband and I was like, I can't believe it. This kid, he's amazing. It just so happens that his father's not in his life and he's, he's craving and needing this person and nobody's stepping up. My husband kind of gave me that knowing under the eyebrow look (laughs) and he was like, I know what's coming. Exactly. And, uh, now I guess two years later, he's a big two. And, um, (laughs) but, uh, he kind of looked at me and was like, you know exactly why people aren't stepping up. And it's because they're having this conversation at home and saying, who, if mm. not you, then who? Exactly. There's and a song that, that I do believe there is. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that yeah. the theme song for this show? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, you, you. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's when I became a big and then later became uh, the executive director. Wow. Well, that's, that's wonderful. What a, ni- what a nice story. I had interviewed somebody a couple of, uh, um, months ago who was a 20 year old co- recent college grad from Marquette university and the organization was called Royal Family Kids, and it was basically a camp that helped with um, challenged youth, mm-hmm. let's just say. And he had a, a particular passion about that for uh, some some uh, reasons, uh, personal reasons, and he went and volunteered. And at the end of his first counseling session or, or um, camp counselor experience, he said, these kids just hit you know, hit me really hard. And I decided that I was going to adopt them, not legally, but, Mm -hmm. you know, take them under his wing. Two young men or two young boys. He was 20 years old. I mean, which felt so moved that he would do more than most adults. Yeah. They're in their forties and are comfortable or their fifties. And yeah. And he's saying, if not me, then who, I mean, I, I'm moved by these kids. I know I can give back in some way. And so he's been there for three consecutive years. And every year he reaches out to those same kids, has a relationship throughout the year, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. You know, the difference that he's making. And so I just think that's wonderful that what can one person do? one person can move mountains, right? Absolutely. Our longest serving match in Washington County is 50 years. Like our very first match still sees each other every year. That little brother is married, has grandkids, and his big brother knows his grandkids. Uh, It's just part of their lives. You become part of their lives. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of that now, Katrina, why are you involved? Well, Big Brothers Big Sisters came to my husband's work to talk about the need for more men to be in the program. And they said one of the things that people don't realize is that you can be a big family. You can get your whole family involved with this. And we have one son. He's 13 now. And, you know, we realized he needed to see that there was a bigger world other than just him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he needed a little lessons too. Uh, so he said, I really feel like we should see about being a big family. So we went through the training and we met Armand, who three, we've been with him for three and a half years now. Mm-hmm. It's been amazing. And his father was out of his life as well. They were going through a divorce at the time. 
time. And it's just been a wonderful journey. I mean, this kid is... I feel I, I would take him if his mother would let me, <laughs> but she won't let me. I keep asking. She She's going to come me. home and say, where is he? He's, yeah, where'd he's he go? Not coming back. Um, and he, Armand just took the stage with me. We were giving mm-hmm. out awards and he, I know he has a little theater in him. He wants to be up on the stage. I wouldn't say a little theater. <laughs> a lot, <laughs> a lot of theater. He's got a lot of theater, which was funny because we were going over the speech of what we were going to get up and talk for a couple minutes that they had given to us. And I'm putting on my makeup and he's sitting in the hallway on, Um, a little ottoman and we're going over the script as we're doing all this and I said we're going to tell all the stories of things that went wrong when we got together (laughs) and And he's he's like like, wait what (laughs) he goes really that's what we should do and I said yeah it's so funny you know and I said look my husband hit the car into the garage when we were first bringing Armand to our house (laughs) he was more concerned about something that was going on in the front yard and he hit the garage (laughs) and scraped the whole side of our car and he didn't cuss and I realized then that we were going to be bigger people <laughs> by being in Big Brothers, Big Sisters. And then Armand remembered like a dead bird yep. that we were walking through the woods mm-hmm. to go to something. And we all saw this dead bird. And he wanted to talk about that. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, but these are the moments that we all remember and it's just about being a family, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. getting the chance to, I love their hashtag is defender of potential. Mm. And I love thinking that I'm a defender. And I hope other people feel that way, too. Yeah. And again, just the you think about the impact you're having from a young age and how that's going to have a domino effect as, as he goes through his years. He's going to mm-hmm. have not just a big brother in your son, but a big dad and a big mom, right? Mm-hmm. You know, in terms right. of the, the big family mm-hmm. bring, and you coming together. And you what they'll take from that. When we got off that stage that day, and Jamie, thank you so much for having us. Oh, it was awesome. He did such a great job. Mm-hmm. And we sat down at the table and he looked at me and he goes, I want to do it again. Ooh. <laughs> he goes, I want to do it again. That was fun. And I go, I know you're going to be great at it. You know, oh. just, and it's about giving them that feeling of confidence. Mm. That's you know, wonderful. I think it's providing that resource too, right? So mm-hmm. our parents come to us not because they're bad parents, but because they are actually, I would say, excellent parents. I think every person in the world could use a mentor who is advocating for them in a way that a parent can't. And we're not replacement parents. We're not saviors. We are allies. No. Mm-hmm. We are co-conspirators to make sure that you get to that next level in life. And so... You know, I think that's what that opportunity was for Armand, right? Put mm-hmm. this kid in front of 500 people and he ate it up. So what's right. next? Mm-hmm. Right. You know? What's next? But you are so right. His mother is over the top a good parent for making sure that he got on the list, that he got somebody like us in his life. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. focusing on the child and not having the parents say, you know, what are, you know, what are people going to think of me mm-hmm. if, if I need to step back? And like you said, the, the, it's a greater gift to say, okay, this is what my child needs. Mm-hmm. I want to do something that's going to be great for them. That's, that's wonderful. Um, you know, what, it, why is mentoring? You know, we talk a lot about mentoring on the show and collaborative efforts, you know, making sure that we bring together something for the common good. Why is the mentoring work that you do vital? I think that's a, that's a really great question. Cause I think sometimes people see a mentor as that person who you call and say, should I take this job? And certainly that is a mentor. Um, but the world is hard. Life is really hard. Mm. And while our parents are making this excellent decision, sometimes they're stuck in sticky situations that make their lives harder than somebody else's. And so that, that, that key moment where a volunteer steps into a child's life and says, I'm here for you. When I'm with you, I'm only here for you. 
and what can we do together? I can't imagine a more powerful experience. So specifically, though, uh, one of the things that I think is pretty profound about Big Brothers Big Sisters of America is 8% of youth in the country are affected by the opioid crisis. That's like this big hot button issue, right? 8%? 8% of all youth in the United States are affected by opioids in Mm. some way. 27% of Big Brothers Big Sisters youth in the United States are affected by the opioid crisis. Mm. So that means we are serving those who are in the hardest situations that life can create. High risk. And it's not all our kids but it's 27% of our kids. Yeah. And so when, when you're stuck in that place, uh, with, whether it's a family member or a close friend or something is going wrong at home with the relationships you have at home, that one person can make a huge difference. That one person can maybe give mom that one hour that she needs yeah. to apply for that next job yeah. or find that next apartment. And so... Uh, we, like I said, we're co-conspirators. We're, we're in this, we are in the trenches and we're there to support these kids, be defenders of potential. And then on the backside of that, we have, um, we have caseworkers in my office. That's what all my overhead is. And, uh, these caseworkers support these matches. So you're not just on your own as a mentor. You've got a, you've got a coach and an ally in my office. Mm. So, and that person, you resources and connecting those families to resources when they need them. Yeah. So who doesn't need somebody walking alongside them? I mean, you can never have too many people on your side, right? That hand, that's that hand lifting you up, Mm. not necessarily putting you down. It's only ever, um, change in the world. It's only ever positive. And that's, that's what we do. That's wonderful. Well, if you have a heart for kids and you want to get involved, stay tuned to find out how you can do that, how, how you can become a big. We'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach, and I'm sitting here chatting with Jamie Harvey-Wilms and Katrina Cravey from Big Brothers Big Sisters of Washington County. First of all, I think you need to define your nomenclature. What is a big? <laughs> is it an acronym for believe in greatness or you oh, know, what, what really is it? That's really good. Can I use yeah. that? I'm Hashtag believe that. in greatness. Yes. Absolutely. Believe in God. You can come up with all kinds of things, right? <laughs> so what is a big? Yeah. So uh, just like our name states, big brothers, big sisters. So that directly relates to uh, our volunteers and that's who's stepping in, right? So a big is a big brother, a big sister, a big couple, or a big family that comes to us looking for a volunteer opportunity, and they're matched with one child, and they have a commitment of just one year at first, and then you can choose to kind of move that into perpetuity until high school graduation. Do All you the- ever match families with families, or you're saying it's a one it's one child to a family or an individual? One child to a family. There are specific instances where we've had families take on two, okay. two kids, um, but we really want to focus on that one-on-one or family-on-one relationship, We're trying to give that kid that, that special feeling mm-hmm. of having your own mentors, your people in your corner. So we try to focus on one child at a time when we make matches. Um, and that, that child is called a little, so we have bigs 
And we have littles. Okay. And so uh, that, I mean, that's that's what, when we say bigs and littles, I think sometimes we take for granted that people know the big people are the bigs and the little people are the littles. <laughs> yes. But it's, it's uh, our mentors are bigs and our, our youth that we serve are littles. Well, how does one become a big then? Yeah. So uh, if you want to become a big, you're somebody who sees possibility around every corner and recognizes that every kid has the potential to change the world. So I love that. Yeah. So So that's true. So that's Mm -hmm. the first step is Mm -hmm. being that person. Um, I'm assuming if you're listening, you are that person. Uh, And so what you need to do is reach out to big brothers, big sisters. So you can um, hit us up at info at bbbswashco.org. You can call us at 262-334-7896. Uh, we'll repeat that again at the end. Or you can just Google it. Yeah, you can Google us. Um, but you're going to reach out to us, and you're going to speak with a really incredible um, young woman named Casey who's going to interview you, run your background checks. We do pretty stringent background checks on all of our bigs. Is she a caseworker? She Casey, is, the caseworker? Uh, yeah. That would be so good. She's You're a, coming up with titles I left just, and I right, I don't know. They're just, gosh, they're just rolling off. I don't She's know. She's actually a licensed counselor, Okay, which I think really gives her a step up uh, when it comes to doing this interview process and having conversations that can be tough sometimes. Mm. Um, so you sit down for about an interview. It, it would say, would you say, Katrina, an hour? Yeah, it was about an hour. They came to our kitchen table and talked to us about it um, once we had called in and asked. But you know what was amazing to me is how they knew how to, what kid would be best with us. Mm. So that means that the interview was done with them, with the children as well, because it was the perfect match for us. And, it, you know, Armand's not far from us. He's just a couple miles. I mean, I think that people sometimes, you think big brothers, big sisters, they could be right next to you. They could be in the neighborhood right right next to you. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I thought was amazing is that when we sat down and talked to this kid, I felt like I already knew him. Mm. And I was like, wow, this is weird. How did they match us so well? It's our our secret magic. I guess so. So the secret sauce. Absolutely. So uh, Casey doesn't match uh, children based on first come first serve. Casey matches bigs and littles based on mutual interest because we know that's what makes a last mat a match last longer. Sure. So our average match length actually in Washington County is thirty six months. With our longest match, like I said in the previous, uh, you know, segment was fifty years. Mm-hmm. Um, we've we graduated a couple matches this year that were all ten and twelve year matches, which is just incredible. It's a it's a length of time that you build a family oh, for together, sure. right? Yeah. And, you see uh, them grow. Oh yeah, that's what I love. It's like wow, you're getting so tall. Yeah. <laughs> you, did you just do algebra? You know. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, so you go through that interview process, and then Casey calls the big first and says, "Hey, I've got a kid." Um, that gives you a little bit more about that child. And so we don't just set that child up for disappointment. Mm-hmm. We make sure that big is on the same page right off the bat. Um, and so you'll be told too about any maybe things that could be potential stress points. Okay. Um, at Challenges that moment. maybe. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then if the big says yes, she calls the littles parents and the parent talks to the child. And then we start kind of setting up that match meeting. Um, one of our caseworkers is at that first meeting. You sit down, you talk to parent, you talk to big, sign a couple pieces of paper saying, yep, I'm willing to do this. I'm all in. I'm going to communicate with my caseworker um, in the next year. And then after that, my caseworkers reach out to you every month to make sure that the big is feeling comfortable, the little is safe. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no major issues. And if there is, what can we do to help solve them? Can we connect this family to 
homelessness resources? Can we connect that little to homework help? Can we make sure there's free and or affordable opportunities for that big to go with a little? So we're partnered with actually the Volunteer Center, okay. um, where if matches go into their coffee shop called The Hub, mm-hmm. um, the big, the, it's buy one, get one free. And then they have like little projects that you can volunteer with your little there sitting making coffee and you make cat toys for the Humane Society. You know, nice. something really nice. awesome like that. We talked about some collaborative efforts. Yeah. And, and they do a segmented. great job in yeah. Washington County. Yeah. yeah. So we work with, I mean, nationally we're, we're partnered with Sky Zone. So it's buy one, get one if bigs and littles go to Sky Zone. So, you know, you can kind of get that. That weird thing, you can't go as an alone adult to Sky Zone, right. but you can go with a kid. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. you if you want to be a child and you just want an excuse, you know, <laughs> and like you said, you can see that every kid has the potential to change the world, then you should sign up because it is so much fun. You mm. get to go and do all of these things mm-hmm. and you have a little to experience it with. Yeah. Do you have like... um grandmas and grandpas that reach out and just say, you know, I want to increase my brood of grandchildren. We love our retirees and so do our littles because our retirees tend to have cabins, Um, (laughs) (laughs) you know, so, um, and they have so much time, you know, and so uh, we actually do have quite a few retirees and we have, um, we have one retiree who he's been retired for 15 years. He was matched with a little brother for a year, and his, the, his little brother's twin brother was still on our waiting list. Mm. And he called me, and he said, hey, Jamie, I've got so much time. I am so sick of seeing this other kid watch me take his brother. Oh, yeah. And he goes, I will meet with them separately so they have one-on-one attention. Wow. And I'll meet with them together if you're okay with it. And we went through – he had to go through the whole enrollment process once again – and now he's matched with the twin brothers and they go on separate fishing trips and they oh. go on together fishing trips. But both of these boys have a big brother now because of a retiree. Yeah. That's um, fantastic. Yeah. They have a grandpa right. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, but there are kids on the waiting list. And I think that's what really gets me. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. we all have more time and more resources than we know what to do with. We just need to give. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think have, that's important. I have 50 youth on my waiting list right now, okay. uh, which is a pretty high number for Washington County. Uh, last year at this time, we had 36 kids. Um, we have a lot of boys sitting on our waiting list looking for a big brother, looking for somebody to be in their corner. I've got co- some kids that have been on my waiting list for two to three years. Oh, goodness. Um, and mostly because of maybe some of their own issues that were that sent them our direction looking for a mentor i have one young boy who's been on the waiting list for 3 years who um hasn't had his biological father for a long time uh, and i believe his he might be incarcerated and this young man uh, major bullying issues some cognitive delays but overall has an incredible heart um he's a heck of a kickball player mm-hmm. um but uh, he's actually about to age out of our system because we don't have a big for him. Now, what you say age out of your system, what is the age? Yep. So we match youth from 6 to 14. You oh, can okay. stay matched until you're 18, but it is very difficult for us nationally really to match teens. Okay. Um, we, it's really tough to find volunteers that are willing to take on a teen. Um, and so that's, that's one of those spaces where every once in a while – we're unable to serve a kid and we do connect them to resources while they're on our waiting list. 
Um, we have a ready-to-be-matched activity coming up where all of our kids go out with fishing captains on Pike Lake in Hartford, and mm-hmm. they get to go fishing, and sometimes we're able to cart in a couple volunteers and see if they can fall in love with a kid there, you know? Yeah. Um, so we do serve them while they're waiting, um, and we, you know, connect those families to resources, and we do um, make sure they have school supplies and Christmas gifts and all that stuff. Um, but it's definitely one of those things that my biggest need is is bigs. Mm, your biggest need is bigs. Mm-hmm. Okay, that so your call to action that would be your answer. You need people to step up and just be that one person that uh, that makes a difference for somebody. Right, or be that big family. Mm-hmm. I I think if you as a family have been looking for a volunteer opportunity, this is the right place. Yeah, and if you if you have a stressful job but you still want to volunteer and you have that that partner in your life that you can rely on and you can step in as a big family. It's, it's a great way to do it. Um, because if you can't make it to an outing, odds are your partner can. Um, so, so my call to action, my, my call to arms to be a defender of potential would be, are you a gamer? There's a kid out there. Are you a construction worker? Are you a banker? Are you a teacher, a parent? Are you, a stay-at-home mom or dad, do you just simply like to garden and grocery shop? Mm-hmm. That's or do all... you just want to make a difference for right. someone, right? Yeah. If yeah. you're one of those people, mm-hmm. you have the ability to be a mentor. Okay. If you were a child once, you can be a big. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's everybody. Yeah, yep. that, that's a whole listening audience right there. Well, one more time because we kind of went over it quickly, um, contact information. Yeah, so you can find us at info at BBBS Washco, that's W-A-S-H-C-O dot org. Um, if, if you want to email us, you can Google us, Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Washington County. It's probably okay. the easiest That's way to easiest. do it. That's easiest, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Jamie and Katrina, for helping us to understand how we can have a major impact on the future of a child. Thank you for being here today. I also want to thank Sue Millen and Melanie Gonring from the Volunteer Center of Washington County. We appreciate all that you do and your passion for helping and serving others. If you'd like further information about the people or the organizations we talked to today, you can email me at jill at ellenbecker.com or you can call our office at 262-691-3200. If you can't tune in on the radio, and not all of us can do that, you can download the iHeartRadio app and listen Uh, that way, or you can ask Alexa to play WISN AM 1130. If you happen to miss a show or you want to hear one again because you just loved the message, you can visit our website at ellenbecker.com, or you can tune in now on demand on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or Apple Podcast. So join us again next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. to learn more about some great people, great organizations that are making a difference in our community. Find an organization that you can align your passion with and then just share your talents and your treasures with them. Find a way to be a blessing and give a blessing. Have a wonderful Sunday.